Everyday consumers are being bombarded with the next big thing in health, wellness, and fitness. What's the future of keeping ourselves healthy, and what's just a passing fad? Hi, I'm Joey Thurman, and if you don't know me, I'm a health and fitness expert and author. I've been fortunate enough to work with celebrities, athletes, C-suite executives, and everyone in between. I've been featured on the Today Show, Live with Kelly and Ryan, Good Morning America, TEDx, and lots of other publications. As part of my ever-increasing thirst for knowledge, which ironically happened after college, I decided to create the Fatter Future podcast. What sets this podcast apart is that I am the guinea pig for these episodes. I don't only want to bring in world-class experts on the show, I want to truly get a first-hand experience what it's like to, say, go on ketamine and trip for my depression, go on a three-day fast drinking nothing but coffee and water for age reversal, eat nothing but plants and get the blood work done to back it up, or even get my brain mapped to see how messed up my head is from getting knocked around playing hockey. Once I try these things, I bring on the experts to talk about my experience and explain it to the audience in a digestible manner and ask the true question. Is it a fad or is it the future? Because after all, we don't want to be fatties. Women shouldn't lift weights. They're going to get bulky. I'll tell you what, my next guest, Kelsey Heenan from the Daily Kelsey on Instagram, as well as Hit Burn. She will prove you absolutely wrong. She's long, lean, she's motivated. Now, we talk a lot about what motivates her, but what was the lowest point in her life? How can you get out of that funk? And what's going to get you to the next step? Here's my conversation with the one and only Kelsey Heenan. Hi, what's going on? It's Joey Thurman. It's another episode of the Fad or Future podcast. And if you're on social media and you don't know who this lady is sitting next to me, I'm not quite sure where you've been. Kelsey Heenan, now you're the founder of The Daily Kelsey and co-founder with your husband. He's a good dude. He's actually sitting right there off camera. Uh, (laughs) Dennis Heenan of Hit Burn. Mm -hmm. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. You flew in just for this. I did. See, I I flew into Beverly Hills. I got this sweet pad and you you guys decided to fly in from Arizona just to meet me. It's very humbling. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. so fun. (laughs) All right. So tell me a little bit about what you do. You guys are traveling all over the place uh, with your channel, The Daily Kelsey, and Hit Burn. So what is it that specifically you're doing and kind of your goals here? Yeah. So the business for Hit Burn is basically the X's and O's of fitness and nutrition. So we write workout programs and nutrition programs, and we sell them online. We have an app where we kind of keep everything, and then we also do challenges four times a year. So that's something that's super fun, and it's a great way to build community because in the online world, you don't get to hang out with people every day, but it's a great way to really bring people together with a common goal of being more healthy and getting more fit. And so we love doing that. And then the Daily Kelsey is my personal brand. And that's where I really talk about the mindset around Mm -hmm. everything. So fitness, nutrition, and just everything in life. So with the Daily Kelsey, I, I like to help people just become more confident and also understand that you can really create the life that you want and it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Yeah, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. So you're just traveling around working out and inspiring people, huh? I guess. <laughs> no, no, she is traveling around, working out and inspiring people. So yeah, I, I can say it. It was just very, it's very nice that you're humble. But I, I mean, that's what you're doing because I found you online. And as, as much as I have this love-hate relationship with social media, yeah. it is nice to, to have that connection and For that sure. you're actually a person. And that does come through, which often it seems inauthentic with other individuals. I'm obviously not going to name names, but it's really hard to capture that sure. on social media. And, and I feel that you do a good job, especially on your own personal channel. 
channel. Thank you. I love being able to connect with people. I know that there's obviously pros and cons to social media, mm-hmm. but I really do love it in the sense that it's created something that we can really connect with people that we would never have access to otherwise. Yeah. And it gives us a platform to really teach what we truly believe in and just it's, it's a really cool thing. I yeah. love it. And so, I mean, you actually, so I don't know if you guys can tell, but I'm glistening here a little bit. That's what I like to say my sweat is. Now, you took me through a workout beforehand. Just give me a synopsis of what we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to still kind of recover right now. <laughs> you crushed it. Uh, I crushed it, uh, <laughs> except for that last weird push-up thing. I'm, I'm going to practice that. Okay, That's a tough one. It's good, though. That's why it's the toughest progression that we did, yeah, right? Well, I appreciate that. Throwing that in at the end. Yeah. <laughs> so we did a density interval workout. So uh-huh. traditional intervals are something like 40 seconds on, 20 seconds off, 20, 10, things like that. And this is just another way of doing an interval workout. So we did four minutes on, two minutes off, and then you repeat like that. And we made it full body. So we did Two upper body exercises, two lower body exercises, and then a more high intensity one, yeah. full body. Yeah. We yeah. felt that one. Yeah, we, we, I did feel that one. I wanted to jump in the pool afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good, though, because I think a lot of people think that if they don't have any equipment, mm-hmm. that they can't get a good workout, and especially a strength training workout. Mm-hmm. So it, it's nice to add more volume or slow things down or do some isometric holds or, sure. or different stuff that we're doing, and especially uh, the posterior chain, which you know, if people listening or watching us, everything on your backside, you were able to hit that as well. So mm-hmm. it, it was a nice full body workout routine that did feel really good. And we went through one time, she says to go through multiple times and I didn't want to do that because I didn't want to get too sweaty. <laughs> but it was, it was very good. So thank you. Uh, what's, what's your background? How did you start doing this? Yeah. So if you want to take it all the way back, uh-huh. basically what has brought me to where I am today. So I was an athlete growing up. I was a basketball player and played basketball in college. Okay. And I just loved it. It was something that gave me tons of confidence because I'm naturally a very shy person. And so when I started playing sports, it gave me this outlet to be able to express myself. And so I loved playing it, got to college and played for a good team. And it was just a really challenging transition for me. And a lot of people go through it at that age, but all of these things happened at once and I developed anorexia and Mm. I lost a ton of weight super quickly. got really scary, but I went to treatment and after that treatment experience and healing process, I became fully recovered and realized I want to help people be able to, of course, understand how to fuel their body well and be able to exercise, to feel strong and get in shape. But also understand who they are as a human being, put it all together so it doesn't have to be this super crazy, intense, all or nothing. They can create a healthy lifestyle through it. And so through that whole experience, my husband Dennis and I started HipBurn several years ago, and it's just evolved into what it is today. That's great that, I mean, you were able to empower yourself Number one, because mm-hmm. if you're if you're not taking care of yourself, it doesn't matter how the, uh, the uh, millions of people that you're trying to reach, mm-hmm. it's going to seem inauthentic. So uh, I'm glad that you made it through that struggle. Thank you for one. But I, I think a lot of people they don't really hear that because they see you and they see this persona, like this strong, pretty, like outgoing person. And you said you're actually kind of more introverted. Mm-hmm. So that's very unique. You know, what struggles did you have trying to express yourself when you first started? What obstacles did, could, did you find? Yeah. So confidence was huge, right? Anytime you're doing something that feels out of your comfort zone, it's challenging. And for me, you know, getting into fitness and then online fitness and stuff, it was really hard for me to feel that confidence. And so what I did for that was just reps practice and just getting myself out there was really important. Mm -hmm. And I would watch myself on video and be like, 
that was kind of boring. Let me try it again, right, <laughs> you know, things right. like that. And it is really helpful to do that self-evaluation and not have the mindset of, oh, I'm just not good at this. I'm just not natural at it. It doesn't matter if you're not natural at it. Mm -hmm. Everyone needs to practice and improve their craft. That makes a ton of sense. I mean, that can go with not just working out, just anything Absolutely. in life, in business and relationship. Mm -hmm. I think that's very good advice. So now you practice what you say is intuitive eating. Mm -hmm. So you're like, you're a psychic eater? What, 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 what is that? <laughs> That's a great question. Uh -huh. And it's something that causes a lot of people's ears to perk up uh -huh. when they first hear it because they think, if I just ate intuitively, right. I would eat nothing but pizza uh -huh. all the time. And Give me tacos, but pizza's right, maybe right. taco whatever, pizza. Whatever that thing yeah. is that is classically unhealthy, quote yeah. unquote, a lot of people think that. And the truth is, if we didn't have any sort of prior history of diets, all these learned behaviors of trying to cut foods out and things that were bad and good and all that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. if we didn't have all that prior history, it would be so much easier to be able to make mindful choices of foods that are nutritious and that can fuel us well, but then also enjoy all foods periodically. Right. So when I say intuitive, it really does become something that feels second nature mm -hmm. because you can be informed about foods. There's nothing wrong about being informed about foods. It's actually very important that mm -hmm. you understand the different types of balances that your body needs. Right. But it also is really important to understand, oh my gosh, I love carbs mm -hmm. and I love chocolate. And when my grandma makes these cinnamon rolls, I want to be able to enjoy them because they are so special to me yeah. and or if it's a cultural food, something that's really important because food is so much more than just nutrients. Right. It's so much more. It's about your culture. It's about things that you enjoy and a way that you can express love. Yeah. So it's so much more than just nutrients. And that's what I really love to teach and practice. Yeah. So when your grandma makes those like her version of the cinnamon buns and yes. she puts the icing on it and it's not just you enjoying that, but it's just really like a connection yeah. through her yes. with that, right? Right. Well, because there's there's so many different things out there that create this anxiety around mm -hmm. eating and people just don't want to screw it up. They just want to know what works. And with all of the different types of diets out there, there are lots of things that can work, right? right? Like in any type of diet out there, there are success stories and you got to acknowledge that. Yeah. However, if you follow that person after a month, after two months, after a year, after five years, how are they not only physically, but how is their mental state as well? It's really important to understand that it all needs to work together to be able to create a sustainable lifestyle rather than just a diet for a short period of time. Right. And I feel like this happens all the time. And I have all sorts of different experts on the show that believe in carnivore, plant-based or vegan or cookie diet or whatever the hell it is. Why do you think we all just need to be in a box? It's almost when you're at dinner now or you go out, you don't want to say if you're keto or if you're totally. this, because it seems like is worse than religion now. Mm -hmm. It is. It totally is. And that's the thing where it's like, if we all just took a deep breath and, you know, seek to understand someone else's perspective mm -hmm. and why they do what they do, I think that it would really disarm a lot of people because I think, especially in the world of fitness and nutrition, mm -hmm. I guess everything, right? Like right. politics, whatever it is, people just want to be right and they don't want to be proved wrong. And if we mm -hmm. all just kind of chilled out a little bit and sought to understand the other perspective, it'd make things so much easier to be able to see. We actually have a lot more things in common than we think. And even if we do have differences, do what works for you. I'm going to do what works for me. And I'm going to teach others what has worked for the thousands of people that I've worked with. Right. That's a valid point. Because I think we argue on all these insignificant things. Mm -hmm. Like, do we need to fast? Or should we have X amount of protein? Or what should our carb ratio be? And you can't be losing fat if you're not eating fat. Or if you like, it's all just a bunch of 
BS and, yeah. and really like moderation, move more, sleep well, rest, recover. Mm -hmm. Have some vegetables, unless you're carnivore. <laughs> Sorry, Dr. Baker, if you're watching this. But I mean, these these are the things that seem to like just make people healthy. Right. And then we're just caught up in all these fads, right. if you will. And it drives me absolutely crazy. Like, totally. what are you eating? What's your diet? And like, I don't know. Like, it depends on the week. Yeah, Maybe well, I'm trying something out. And, and for me, someone coming from a restrictive eating disorder mm -hmm. past, it's not like I know everything, right? But yeah. I just have this completely different perspective. When you go through something that terrible and you almost die from something, yeah. you tend to not want to do things that could lead you back into that direction, right. right? So I just have this perspective where I'm like, you don't have to be perfect. Right. It doesn't need to be so black and white. It can be this ecosystem where you really figure out what makes me feel good as far as movement, as far as energy, but also what do I enjoy eating and honoring that too? Yeah. So, I mean, what brought you out of that dark place? You know, when you said you were suffering from eating, so what, mm -hmm. what was the, like the final straw where you're like, okay, I, I need to fix this? Yeah. There was a few different come to Jesus moments. Yeah. So in college, I played basketball and it was very challenging to be able to just make it through a practice. And there were a couple of different times where Dennis, who's now my husband, mm -hmm. and we were dating at the time where he was like, what is happening? Yeah. And I could go through a few different experiences, but one in particular where I first realized that I had a problem was on the 4th of July and we ordered a pizza and I hadn't eaten pizza in forever and it got delivered and I opened the box and to every normal person in the world, you would just have this aroma and it would just smell so amazing and you'd be, you'd feel excitement to yeah. eat the pizza. I was overcome with this aroma and I felt nothing but fear and intense anxiety that if I ate that pizza, it felt like I was being thrown over a cliff. And if you haven't like experienced a mental health disorder or something mm -hmm. like that, it's hard to understand what that really feels like, yeah. but it really does equate to like, I feel like I will die if I eat this. And it's just very scary and alarming. So I just immediately broke down into tears and Dennis was like, what happened? We're just hanging out. Right. But it was in that moment that I realized, okay, there's something going on here. Yeah. And it took a couple more experiences very similar to that yeah. to realize, okay, I need help. And once I went to the doctor, I realized how bleak the outcome was. Yeah. So how, how long from, from, you know, those moments to, to get you out of that? I mean, I suffer from depression. It never mm -hmm. goes away. Like right. it's always, it's, it's never like you, you, you cured depression. Sure. I mean, do you still kind of struggle with that every now and then? Or are you able to put yourself in, in this place now where you have a good, healthy relationship with food? That's a great question. And I feel very thankful that I don't suffer from that at all oh. anymore. I know that a lot of people do suffer for life and it's, eating disorders have the highest mortality rate of any of the mental health disorders. And it's really sad because so many people suffer for their whole lives. But yeah. I truly believe that you can be free from it. It's different for everybody. The sure. amount of time is different for everybody. I was very thankful to have an incredible support system that got me into an intensive program right away, had a ton of accountability afterwards, and just ton of practice, a ton of therapy. Yeah. And now I, I feel like I have more clarity on what I want from life and mm -hmm. realize like how great I feel now and how crappy I felt then and how much I hated everything about who I was. I never want to go back there. Okay. And if there's ever any glimpse of that, I would understand like that is not the life that yeah. I want. So you're able to pull from those past experiences to mm -hmm. move you forward. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel very thankful and fortunate for that.
What advice would you give for, um, I mean, men, women, anybody out there that, that is struggling with, you know, either some mental health disorder or some yeah. eating disorder? First of all, talk to a loved one and just get it out there, make that connection. And I used to have depression as well and eating disorder, obviously, and getting help, professional help right away yeah. is so important. And figuring out what that looks like, that's not something to be ashamed of. It's actually something that's going to help you feel better, not right away, but right. it's so much faster than if you just let it go on prolonged. Because I thought in my disordered thinking, there's nothing wrong with me. Yeah. I'm fine. Like I can do this by myself, sure. but it's so important to get that professional help. Okay. Very good advice. Well, I'm glad you made it through. And Dennis, thanks for sticking by her because <laughs> she's motivating millions now. Uh, so, so nice job. Uh, he's in the back there. He's, he's smiling. Now. Nice job, man. So now you started this channel and you started lifting weights and then mm -hmm. kind of lifting your spirit, if you will. See what I do yeah, with that? Yeah, I, yeah, okay. Yeah. So what advice would you give for women that, that actually want to start lifting weights and they're mm -hmm. always afraid and they think that they need to go to a class or whatever, not anything's wrong with that, and do these like light reps and, yeah. and work out with these neon colored weights. And, and you're obviously, you're very lean and I've seen to them like you're hip thrusting a heavy weight and, yeah. and you're not getting all bulky. Right. Yeah, that's a great question. And I just... I'm so passionate about helping women mm -hmm. feel strong and empowered and strong in body and in mind. And it's something that is totally possible. And it's just, we're making progress in the sense that some women are hearing, okay, lifting weights won't make you bulky, but like, how do I do it? What does that look like? I, I think that people are starting to make that shift, but there's still some people who believe that it will. Right. But here's the thing. It's, you can attest to this probably, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's hard to build muscle. Yeah. It takes a lot of consistency and you have to be lifting heavy, like super heavy consistently to be able to put on muscle. And so if women think that they're getting to, you know, lift 20 pounds once and turn into the Hulk. Right. It's not the case. Yeah, so <laughs> you're doing a row and it's 25 pounds and you didn't do eight reps and you wake up tomorrow and be jacked. Like, right. Like, even if you eat your whole can of spinach, like Popeye, right? it's not going to, it does take a calorie surplus and all sorts of different things yeah. and sometimes hormones for you to get that big. And then if you start lifting and you find yourself just have that propensity to put on a little bit more muscle, then maybe you just kind of dial it back a little bit. Sure. Yeah. And, and most people don't have that problem. Mm -hmm. So it's something that it's amazing for your overall confidence. And also if you want to change your body composition, lifting weights is so important. Yeah. I mean, I see you knocking out pull-ups. You posted something a few weeks ago where it was like your first pull-up ever, Yeah, which I, you know, wasn't much of a pull-up. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, true. And then you knocked out. I was like 12 or 50, you just mm -hmm. full on pull-ups. It was really impressive to see because females are very afraid of doing that. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, and that too is maybe a confidence thing more than anything else. I don't know if I mean, some people probably think maybe pull-ups will make them bulky, but I think a lot of that is just confidence mm -hmm. and, and perhaps just hearing over and over, women can't do pull-ups, right? right? It, that's, but that's not true. And that's why I, I love, we went through some push-up variations, but pull-ups are one of the things that I'm incredibly passionate about and yeah. helping women be able to do that because it is possible. Right. It just, it's hard. It's hard for guys too, yeah. but it's completely possible. I mean, metaphorically speaking, you, you can pull yourself out of things. So, I mean, Absolutely. having that strength... And you talked about on your video, and we'll post that too. You want to empower women by, by getting strong and realizing mm -hmm. that you can do a push-up or a pull-up. Yeah. And that is very empowering. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a very good message. Yeah. Well, and it's the truth. It really is. If you switch your mindset to focusing on strength, it takes a away that pressure to have to be this exact size or be a certain number on the scale. It 
really just changes it to what can my body do for me versus what do I have to take away? I have to take away pounds. I have to take away inches. Why don't we just add to what we are by giving ourselves strength? And when you do that, you're going to lose body fat. You're going to increase muscle mass. Your metabolism is going to be higher. It's so empowering. And it also gets the results that people are actually after. Crazy. Yeah, it's amazing. It's almost like working out and eating well works for people. Who would have thought? I, I, don't, I don't know if you picked up on the sarcasm on that one. <laughs> what, what fitness fads do you see out there and kind of that you wish would go away or some myths maybe? As far as fitness? Yeah. Here's the thing. I think that it's important for people to move their bodies. Mm-hmm. And there are so many different ways that you can do that. Yeah. And I think it's important for people to find something, some way of moving their body that they enjoy. Yeah. And what I would like to see go away is people thinking that they have to do this very specific thing or they're not going to get the results they want. For example, a lot of people think traditionally that you have to sit doing cardio for hours and hours and hours to mm-hmm. be able to get the results that you want. But the truth is there are so many different things that you can do. If you love to dance, do dancing. Right. Like that's amazing. That and that's the key is figuring out what type of movement are you gonna stick to because you enjoy it. And of course, there are certain types of, you know, if you're lifting weights, if you want to change your body composition, that's going to be an incredibly effective way to do that mm-hmm. and perhaps get you your results faster. Right. But I honestly just want people to do what they enjoy yeah. so that they can actually move their bodies more frequently. That's a very good answer. I know people are going to ask, so I need to ask this. What do you eat in a day? Like, what is like a normal day for you? Yeah, I eat a lot. <laughs> and honestly... Like, why do you work out? So I can eat. That's, yeah, that's why. no, I, I do love it. And it's kind of a ironic, I guess, that that's something that I love doing now yeah. because of my past, sure. right? But Dennis and I love going out and trying new restaurants and eating family style with our friends and trying stuff. So that's something that I love doing. And, you know, it comes back to intuitive and mindful eating is mm-hmm. understanding some basics about nutrients so that I can fuel my muscles and I can be energized well. Yeah. But I can go and have tacos or I can go have that dessert that has five stars on Yelp. Right. You know, it's so important to be able to include those things in your life. So day in the life, it changes. But I typically will eat eggs and some sort of meat, maybe veggies in the morning, maybe add some avocado, something like that. Lunch, I love bowls. So if I have food prepared on hand, I love bowls. So typically some sort of meat, veggie, sweet potatoes are a good go-to for me. And then dinner is usually it's whole one ingredient foods. If it's just like a basic day, that's the basis of what I eat is whole one ingredient foods. So it could be rice, it could be meat, veggies, and regular potato, something like that. But I'll go and have pizza with friends and things like that too. I really think it's important to do that. Very good. So you eat a lot so you can work out and vice versa. It all just works together. (laughs) Your body is an ecosystem and Uh you have to eat to fuel it. So yeah. Okay. Makes sense. What would you tell a five-year-old Kelsey? Oh my gosh. Girl, you can do it. (laughs) I used to be so shy and so timid. And it's something that I've really had to work on in my life. Mm -hmm. And I knew I had gifts within me and my parents were so good about fostering that. But I really had to go through some things myself to really be able to know, wow, I can be bold. I can speak my truth and I can do anything I want if I put my mind to it. So just trying is so important. And I think so many people are held back from what they are really supposed to be doing and who they could be, not just like in vocation or whatever, mm-hmm. but just being their truest selves because they're held back by, I'm not naturally good at that. Right. So I might as well not try. 
I like it. Now, I think a lot of people, they're, they're afraid to say that, like, I deserve this and I, mm-hmm. and I can do this because in, in our society, like, we're supposed to, like, be like, oh, I, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I deserve that. And I think that's something that I want to take to more to heart that you just said that. Like, it's okay to say, like, on this beautiful studio in Beverly Hills yeah. and, like, like, why me? Why me? Right. Like, why would you say yes? Why would you guys come out? Sure. And, and I think that's great advice that I want to take myself. They're like, I can. It's all right. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think it's so important to internalize that everybody, right? And especially in the age of social media where it's like, oh, that person's doing that. This person's doing that. Oh, they're so great. Why can't I do that? And I don't deserve that. When it's like, the world is limitless. Mm -hmm. There's not one person that can be the best or the top of anything. We can all be amazing. And that's why it's so important to celebrate the success of other people. And you're going to be so much happier with your own life when you do that, instead of trying to compare and be like, I don't deserve it. It's like, no, you do deserve it. They deserve it too. You deserve it too. You do, everybody. It's just really important to know that there are no limits to success. Everyone can experience that. You just have to believe it and practice it and celebrate that. Yeah. I mean, speaking of social media, how do you keep your head about you? Yeah. I mean, there's just so much noise out there and there's so much about like FOMO and like I'll, I'll put on Instagram or whatever. And then I'll see at Joey Thurman fit and, but I'll, I'll see something and I'm like, Oh my God, like our friends are here where we did this. And sometimes I'll feel immediately like I'm just depressed about things. And sometimes like, Oh, that's great. And then it brings these feelings of depression and FOMO and sometimes happiness. Yeah. But how, how do you balance all of that? Right. That's a great question. I think that people need to just take a step back and realize someone else's adventures or successes or whatever it may be doesn't dampen my own. And that's something that a lot of people struggle with. But my goal, especially going into 2020, I just want to have fun, mm. right? It, it's great to grind. It's great to hustle, right? right. But like, I'm going to take days off. Like, yeah. I, I want mm. to take days off. I yeah. think it's important to work hard. It's so important to work hard consistently. And that's going to really help get you where you want to go, right? But yeah. it's also important to enjoy the process. If you're just grinding every day and, you know, trying to make your life look super cool for Instagram, right. but not enjoying it, what's the point? It's not going to last. Where do you see your future headed? Where do you, where do you see the daily Kelsey headed? Where do, where do you see your life a year from now? Yeah, so fun is definitely a part of that. Just personally, I, I just want to be able to have adventures and enjoy every step of the process. Professionally, I would love to see Hipper and just continue to grow and help millions of lives through the things that we create. Mm-hmm. And then with the Daily Kelsey, I want that to grow as well. I'm going to be starting a YouTube channel and I would love to just continue collaborating with people. That's something that is so fun for me. And so I want to just continue to do that and learn from others and seek to understand other perspectives and just help people improve their relationship with food and exercise and their bodies and just their overall life through that work. Excellent. Where have you made a mistake in your journey with Mm -hmm. all of this? So naturally, I'm a very type A person. That's Mm -hmm. just, that's me, right? (laughs) But I I really feel like I've grown to appreciate that about me, but also understand that I don't have to be perfect. Mm -hmm. I was such a perfectionist growing up and through college and everything. And I just have realized that I don't need to be that way. And I I don't think that there's anything wrong with being organized and being a high achiever and going for it, right? Right. But I've just really learned that it's good to not be perfect. It's good to learn and it's good to make mistakes and just move forward from that. 
It's good to not be perfect. Yeah. I like that. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Now, where can people find you? You, you have a bunch of different channels. Sure, yeah. List them. Okay, so my personal Instagram is the Daily Kelsey at the Daily Kelsey, and that's where you're gonna find most of my personal stuff and just information about improving relationship with food and exercise in your body and life. And then Hipburn is where you're gonna be able to find all of the workouts and all of that fun stuff. H I I T. Yes. yes. So like high intensity interval training. Got it. Burn like fire. Okay. So yeah, you can go on Instagram there, or our websites are at the same names. Okay. Beautiful. Thank you so much for joining me. This is Joey Thermos, another episode of the Fatter Future podcast. And after I say this, I want you to say it to the camera. Don't be a fatty. F-A-D-D-Y. Oh, that's good. Yep. Don't be a fatty. Don't be a fatty. D-D. D-D-Y. Double D-Y. Yeah, double D-Y. Be a part of the future. Do something for your health today. Do something for your mind today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Cheers. I tell you what, Kelsey kicked the crap out of that podcast just like she did with me during our workout. I appreciate her for being so open and hopefully she motivates a lot of people even more than she already does. Now, when I was a kid, my parents always told me that I needed to eat my vegetables, eat my fruit. I would sit at the dinner table and not eat my broccoli even though it was covered in Velveeta cheese. I would sit there until it was time to go to bed. My guest next week, Dr. Sean Baker, he says, Joey, don't eat your vegetables, don't eat your fruit. I only want you to eat meat. I created the carnivore diet book. Craziness. I thought red meat was bad for you. Thought we'd have high cholesterol, sodium levels. He breaks it down, and this is a truly amazing fad or future episode. You do not want to miss it, so make sure you subscribe, review. I'd truly appreciate it. Next week, Dr. Sean Baker. Catch you later.